Hello and welcome to This AFL Life. I am your host, Alison Smirnoff. We are back from our Easter break and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Rachel Hibbert. Hello. And Susan Cabman. Hi there. How are we? Are we well rested? I don't know if I'm well rested, but I'm definitely chocolated. I think I've eaten enough over the last four days to not eat again for the next four days. (laughs) But... Yes, thank you for asking. I had a lovely Easter break. I went down to Ocean Grove and swam and ate and drank coffee and ran and read my book. Sounds lovely. It was really wholesome. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Caddy? Still recovering from your little bug? Yes, um, a little bit croaky tonight because my voice has just returned after a few days of disappearing um i did have a nice easter although i was a little bit unwell i went to falls creek and did some nice walking in the nice uh landscape that is up there um but yes i've been a bit under the weather for the last probably week and a half so um hopefully coming good now um but please excuse my croaky voice everybody i personally don't think it's any more (laughs) croaky than normal (laughs) I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'll take it. I think it's a compliment. I'm saying I, I don't think you're as sick as you're telling us. <laughs> oh, we should have done this yesterday. It would have been a real laugh. Don't think we would have had a podcast. <laughs> but, Caddy, you wouldn't know because you don't listen to it. So That's absolutely correct, Hibba. I've never listened. Yeah, for, for any new listeners that have just uh, jumped on board recently, uh, Caddy, co-host of This AFL Life, has never actually listened back to – an episode ever. Incorrect. Oh. Any episode that I have been a host of, I used to listen to this podcast before I even knew you, Alison Smith. Oh, well, there you go. It's really cute. <laughs> I didn't know that. So did I. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Fangirls. Oh, no. What have we done here while we've revealed? Alison's head just got three times as big. How was your weekend, Al? What did you do? I went camping and it was delightful. Just beautiful weather, no phone reception for four days, uh, which was a little bit stressful on Saturday because I was w- just wondering what was happening in the footy. <laughs> but um, I think I had a nap instead. So Look, that's a better alternative. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was really great. Yeah. Good. Nice to recharge. Hmm. I think at this time of year, considering everything, it's what the doctor ordered for many people. Totally. And just thinking back to last year, Easter was sort of the start yeah. of our world unraveling. So it was nice that we all get to go away this year, I think. And I think everyone was really grateful for that. Mm, they I seemed agree. to be anyway. Yeah, oh, totally. I was incredibly grateful to get away. And I think I was on the road down to the Great Ocean Road with – Everyone else <laughs> who was getting away. <laughs> yeah. yep. How's that holiday traffic? Two and a half hours it took me, which is a drive that would normally take an hour and 20 minutes. But I had KFC in the car and a good podcast. Time Not this one, pod. but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So there were some footy games on the weekend, some cutthroat finals. I didn't watch them until uh, Monday night when I got home from the bush, but... The D's got up, Hiba. Huge, 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 huge. It was so 
exciting. I did monopolize the TV in our very small shack down at Ocean Grove <laughs> on the very small TV um, for the afternoon's viewing. And um, I think Casey, I think <laughs> Casey Field's the person. <laughs> did Casey Field win the game? For I the think Demons. Casey Fields won the game for the I Demons. I agree, one hundred percent. She's a trooper. Best on ground, Best Casey Fields. Um, it was just the clear home ground advantage at play. Melbourne knew how to play football at Casey Fields. They decided to go or come home with the wind, mm. uh, which really, really, I guess, put their foot on the accelerator in the last quarter. Yeah, totally. Like the they totally knew how to play the ground and especially to the conditions as well. But yeah. The wind was horrible. Horrible. Yeah, it I don't even remember it being at all windy on Saturday. No, it no, wasn't windy. It wasn't. <laughs> Except at Casey Field. You were even up on Falls Creek and it wasn't windy. It wasn't. I no. was in I was in the bush and it wasn't windy. But I think even between the two games if you were looking at the broccoli, as Beck Goddard called it, <laughs> um, at Casey Fields, it was almost horizontal. And then um, in the trees behind Vic Park, it looked a little bit windy, but it was a breeze, a breeze rather than a gale. Mm. I mean, I suppose it's it's a lot more built up around Victoria Park than it is Casey Fields. Like, Casey Fields really is exposed and out in the elements. So, I mean, it's a shame, like, it's a shame for, a, in a way, for a final that it's so weather-affected. But then again, they did earn the right to a home final, so maybe that's just how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a reason that there's a home ground advantage in finals, and I think we may... Looking forward, see that home ground advantage come to play again interstate this week. Mm-hmm. I'll be interested to see. Um, Bet Goddard made a really good point uh, at quarter time. One player who didn't quite have the impact for Frio, who normally does, is Hayley Miller. And in the first quarter, she didn't really get her hands on the ball. But previously, we've mentioned that when she does get her hands on the ball, they just have these really, really purposeful um, forward inside 50s, and they didn't have that in the first quarter when they were with the wind. It did look like Freo were going to come for them at one point. It really, it, They really swung the momentum well um, in the third quarter. Mm. But that they knew they had that, up, that breeze up their sleeves, I think, Demons, and um, having the confidence to kick, although they had like seven points or something in the last quarter, so it could have been a whole lot more. <laughs> Um, yeah, they yeah. <laughs> really peppered the goals for quite a bit in that last quarter, didn't they? Mm. Um, someone who really impressed me was Maddie Gay in that game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, she obviously hit the scoreboard and stuff, but just her tackling and pressure was incredible. And I think, like, just having a quick look at the stats um, on the on the flip side with Fremantle having someone like Roxy Rue having a similar impact in the forward line just wasn't her day. Yeah. At all. Yeah, she had four touches. Yeah. Which is unlike Roxy. She was also rucking at one stage. Yeah. Um, against Lauren Pierce. And yep. we know that she's just been named in the team of the year. Um, so when you're coming up 
against someone like that in a final. Of course, it's daunting and she's a bit younger and a bit smaller than Lozzie. Mm. Um, she she regularly plays as the backup ruck though. So, mm. I mean, I think she... Just wasn't her day. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't think she'd, she'd shy away from the challenge of it. No, that. not at all. She just got beaten, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other person I think it would be stupid not to mention um, is Bowers. 20 disposals and 17 tackles. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, when I saw 17 tackles, I thought, oh, that's great. But if you're tackling, it means you're second to the ball. So what? how many disposals did she get? And then I saw that she was their leading <laughs> disposal getter. Yeah. Just a unit. I just how do you how do you stop her? Did they tag her? I don't think they did. I mean no. it didn't didn't appear to me like they did. Mm. Anyway, so and just yeah, shout out. She's a freak. I think that f- it's been said, I think, by everybody, but Fremantle must be incredibly disappointed um with where they've ended the season. They were absolutely flying. Um until probably just a week or two ago. And, you know, it would be really, really disappointed to not go deeper into finals. I think they I think they truly believed that they were going to win. They played like – they certainly played that way early in the season. I don't know whether they just um, – I think that, in all honesty, just ran into a Demons team, which is just really hitting peak form <laughs> um, with the home ground advantage. Yeah. How they played in Fremantle – don't know the result would have been the same at all. Yeah, but I just I go I I go back to last year and the can- cancelled season and you know Frio were just dominating everyone last year and just with the rug being pulled out from under them, this kind of seems even more cruel now. Yeah, it's a sad momentum shift for them, really. Yeah, it was completely stripped. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think the coach said something about. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I can't remember his direct quote, but he he kind of said, "Yeah, we were, we were we played really good footy last year, um, but we've maybe plateaued a bit, and other teams have caught up and overtaken." Yeah, he, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. So then, at three o'clock, oh boy, over at Victoria Park, there was a thriller. It was. So exciting. So exciting. I think it, the lead changed a number of times. Um, and North looked like they had the momentum, which they did. Um, and then in the last however many minutes, Tani Brown just played exactly like <coughs> you'd want her to play. Chloe Malloy went up for a mark, took two defenders with her. Tani Brown played her role and stayed down, picked up the pieces and just slotted the goal. And that was that. Um, which is really heartbreaking for North because they did everything right and were in it. And they looked like they were going to come out on top, to be honest. But it's those split-second decisions that we've spoken about so many times about lack of concentration and any other contest that, you know, they would probably would have had one player stay down, but you're exhausted. You've had so much of the ball. <sighs> and Brie Davey, just a lazy 31 disposals. 
She was such a workhorse. Even when things weren't going Collingwood's way, she still impacted the game, which I think is very impressive. I think, you know, we talked about player of the finals last week and I think for me she stood out above any other player in the two games as like as in impacted the game more than anybody else in a way that no one else was able I think is what I'm trying to say Mm. um just another great game to add to her fantastic season (laughs) Mm. yeah and leading from the front I think we we've spoken a fair bit about captains on this podcast um and whilst we're a huge fan of Veli Blackburn and the Bulldogs, I think we also mentioned Bree Davy and Collingwood's outfit um, with Choch there as well, doing doing her role as well. Yeah. Just across the ground, they were so, so good. Um, all credit to them. They just played well. Yeah, and a, a reversal of last year's final where North got over the top That's of right. Collingwood. Yeah. You know, and again, maybe North kind of in a similar boat to Frio, like Frio and North really were the two dominant teams of last year. They had high expectations on them this year, but it kind of looks like the rest of the competition caught up to them a bit. I think North also, one thing I noticed was that they were a little bit slow out of the back line. Uh, I think they would have probably aided from someone like Tani Nesta coming in and she's a speed demon. And I think when things got a little bit tiring... They were just slow to literally move. Um, And hindsight's nice, isn't it? It is. Love to talk about what should have been, (laughs) but it wasn't. Also, Lambert went down with a head knock and so was off the ground for a little while. So I think Collingwood to produce what they could without her and then Lambert to still get 15 disposals and, you you know, they've just got a star-studded lineup. And I think we saw that with the um, team of the year nominees and selections that came out this week as well. Yeah. Just on Collingwood, I thought a few interesting things that happened on the weekend, like Ash Brazel playing up forward. Like I understand why you try it, but I felt like they kept her there too long and it nearly nearly cost them the game. Once they swung her back, the balance was restored. I felt it definitely looked that way. Um, I, it, yeah, it was interesting. I was interested to see how long they – like stuck with it when things were really going not she wasn't touching the ball up forward um that being said ruby schleicher was so impressive wow what a game i think that's for me the best game i've seen her play she really controlled and the composure she had (laughs) coming out of the back line was was really really impressive um one more name drop though i thought alexander um Whenever they needed someone to just be in the right spot to take a mark, she just happened to be there all around the ground. And has, and then she kicked a goal or two. I can't remember how many. But I just felt like whenever um, whenever Collingwood needed her, she needed someone to do that, she was right there. And I think that experience, um, you know, I think there's enough of those kind of players in that team that – they're really looking good. Mm. Yeah. I think just for me, North, pretty much aware I expected them to be. I didn't expect them to win. Thought they might somehow sneak a win. But I think that they weren't 
they weren't bad, but they weren't good. Um, and they'll obviously be disappointed, but I think they gave it a real crack for four quarters. So it was great. Yeah, they really did. And and I thought they were really like they were super impressive against Frio the week before as well. Um, you know, like we we mentioned it last week that Frio were you know really fast finishing side, but North were able to kind of wrestle momentum back in the last quarter. So yeah, I mean they they really gave it everything. I think, but they just kind of came up short against a better team. Yeah, I think it's nice when it gets to finals times because usually the I'd say nine times out of ten the better team just wins. I think definitely on the weekend, Demons and Collingwood were the, are the better teams at the moment. So deserved the wins, no matter about home ground advantages and all the other bits and pieces, I think. It's really – I really do think finals footy sorts that out most of the time. So we we talked about scheduling last week and we had a lot to say about the games being played back-to-back. And, and I just want to add again – that I think it's crap. (laughs) (laughs) And the other point that I want to make about it is that, again, I think the AFL are overlooking the nature of the AFLW supporter base. They're not one-eyed like they are in the men's competition. They actually just want to watch and support all of the games. I know plenty of people that if they were in Melbourne, they would have made – so much of an effort to get to both games if they had been scheduled, you know, in a logical way. I do think that each year there have been improvements to the competition from the AFL and this will be one of those where they receive lots of feedback saying you shouldn't have done this and next year it may be fixed, which I'm really hoping it is. Um, yes, and I think we have an absolute right to be grumpy about it. And especially, I think we'll talk about the upcoming grand final as well. But um, yeah, I think it is one of those things that they, yes, they don't understand it. And it's not until they read all of our angry tweets <laughs> on the internet um, that they may or may not make a change next year. Well, I really hope so because the prelim finals, as an example, they're both on Saturday. They're at 2.10 and 4.10, and they're interstate, so we'll be watching them on TV anyway. But local community women's footy is starting up again this weekend for a lot of competitions. Well, and, and the VFLW yeah. is ongoing. So you guys play North Melbourne at Arden Street at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be out at Diamond Creek at 3. <laughs> mm. So there's no way I can actually watch the games live. And same with the grand final the next week. Two o'clock on a Saturday, it's it's on the one hand it's so great that they've cleared space for the game. You know, they've they've moved the the men's fixture around. That is really, really great. But make it at a prime time time slot so that the supporters can go. Yeah. I think and we were talking about what, what is prime time for AFLW. Well, I think once local football competitions start, it's the evening. <laughs> mm. Don't you? Yeah, I do. Only because I'm also completely biased and that I would love to go to them and I am part of that community. And it's also, if, you've, if you're a parent and you've got little kids and you want to take them along as well, I can guarantee you they probably have swimming or tennis or some other Saturday commitment, dancing, whatever it is, that would make it really difficult to get to a 2.10 game. 
I do think an evening game is better, but unfortunately that's when the AFLM has already been scheduled at these grounds and they bring in the money. I just don't think that's – I'm just sick of that excuse though. I, You know, and like my good friend Kirby, uh, who is a co-founder of Siren, she said to me this evening, you know, the difference with the AFLM grand final, you know, being played during the day – that's at the very end of September and all local competitions are done mm. and finished. Mm. Like they have clear air for the whole football community to enjoy that day. So surely the whole women's football community should be able to enjoy this day or this evening. Mm. Make it at a time where everyone, as many people as possible, can access it. Mm. End rant. <laughs> Hey, Hibber, do you know what time it is? It's question time. Sure is. Yeah. At Kirby Kirby B. AFLW possibly at the MCG. Not really a question, more a comment. <laughs> well, we'll get it if Melbourne and Collingwood make the grand final. Yeah. End of story. I have a question. If either Brisbane or Adelaide win this week, does that mean the game will be interstate? So it'll it, – Goes to the highest ranking team. So, yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're one and two. Yeah. Yeah. So, we really both, need both. It's <laughs> either both teams win and it is a Collingwood Demons or it's interstate. Yeah. Yeah. So, we really need to get our Victorian on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big V. Yeah. Because we never do on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go the Giants. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look. Despite my earlier rant about the time slot, an AFLW grand final at the MCG is just so exciting. What's it going to look like? I'm already manifesting that it's happening. With 16 aside on the MCG. (laughs) I know. And can I just say, so we played Essendon at the Hangar two weeks ago and we played on the ground that is the size of the MCG. Yes. And it was shit <laughs> playing with 16 aside. And not just because we got belted by 10 goals and I saw a lot of the ball. <laughs> but because 16 aside on a, on a ground that size is not fun for anyone. Doesn't matter what level of football or whether it's AFLW or AFLM. It will look like those tiny little ants on that <laughs> great big field pitch oval have so much room to move. Which will be great, but can't wait to see their Ks. If, if. If also manifesting, imagine that we go again to another record-breaking crowd at the MCG. Crowd at the MCG. Two years, two record breaks. Yeah. I'm manifesting it. It's happening. Oh, good. <laughs> Get that pessimism out of here, Caddy. I'm not pessimistic. I'm just, I mean, we're talking about the Crows and Brisbane here. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Big V. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. It's kind of related to the previous question from at Cairo87. Two-pronged question. Mm-hmm. Will Daisy play and do you think we'll nab an MCG final? If Daisy plays, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll nab an MCG grand final because Collingwood will win as well if Daisy plays. <laughs> Um, I, there are 
two thought trains I have about Daisy playing. The first is, is she thinking about retiring? And if she is, I think she'll play. If she's not retiring and she wants to have another crack, I don't think she'll play. So I really think it's about what conversations are being having, being had behind closed doors at Melbourne. I reckon she's still got a couple of years in her. For sure. You never know. I think Daisy plays, but I don't think we're getting an MCG grand final. <laughs> well, Caddy, pessimistic. I told you. Get Excuse me. <laughs> Not pessimistic. Realism. Have been on the cruise. Have been on the cruise, winning this premiership since day dot. Caddy is a realist. Hiba, <laughs> uh, I'm a fantastic. I'm a fantasticalistist. <laughs> okay. Next question from E Cornish forty two. Should AFLW adopt the standing still on the mark rule like AFLM? I don't think anyone should have the standing on the mark rule. Um, e Cornish 42, can I get back to you after th- this weekend? Because <laughs> uh, Darabin's community football team play in the NFNL and they've brought in the stand the mark no. rule. Yes, they have. So in NFNL? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a delight, Hibba. An absolute delight. It's, you can't do anything. It's so sad it's to watch. It's so hard and we're going to give away so, <laughs> so many free kicks. <laughs> so many 25-metre penalties. Thank God it is only 25 metres. Mm. Such a shit rule. Out of all the rules they've brought in over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it's a big no for me. I don't get it. Especially in 16 aside. It wouldn't make any sense. You just have people playing on <sighs> left, right and centre. God. Okay, next question from Q underscore Diz. Quinny. Welcome. Hey, Quinny. Why are people at AFLM games always so angry? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about this with a few of my friends recently. Um, over the Easter weekend, actually, we're talking a little bit about religion and how... A lot of us of this generation don't actually follow a religion. We don't have something on the weekend where we have to turn up to church on a Sunday and that's what gives us meaning. What we do have is football. That gives us meaning and we turn up to it. And I think the really, really diehard, angry AFLM watchers and viewers and goers are of that same lifestyle where it is their religion and that is their meaning and they're just really angry people who probably should be going to church instead um, for some quiet time. There's a, um, a journalist called Jackie Reed. Um, she is a 3AW boundary writer and she actually posted a video after the uh, Collingwood-Brisbane game, mm. uh, at Boundary Riders, <laughs> Boundary Riders obviously at the football, they sit for, for radio, they sit right behind the interchange bench. And she actually shared a video of a Collingwood supporter trying to jump into the umpire's race because he was just so angry mm. and aggressive and he's getting dragged away by security. It's so scary. You know, at... In the background, you're seeing dads picking up their kids and, you know, escorting them away. It's just 
I, f- I found it really shocking viewing because I've just been going to so much women's football and you just don't see that. Mm. It's gross. It's really gross. And I remember as a little kid when my first game of football was Collingwood versus Geelong. And I know we bang on always about Collingwood AFLM um, fans being really feral, but I also think there are ferals at every club. Um, And I remember a guy behind me swearing and yelling and screaming for the cats and my dad had to turn around and tell him to quiet down, that there are kids around kind of thing. And it just... I just thought that was the norm of the football. And it is because they're real diehards. And statistically speaking, in a crowd of 75,000 people, there's going to be a couple of dickheads. But it doesn't mean it's acceptable. It doesn't mean it's the right behaviour to display in any social setting whatsoever. So I'm really glad that she flagged it and actually posted it. Yeah, it was was really ugly. It was really gross. But I I don't know, something that... And I might be completely on my own here, but over the last five seasons when I've watched the AFLW season and then, you know, the men's footy season has started, the first couple of rounds when I've been watching the men's footy, I just I just don't get the faux aggression that players show on field. Like, you know, the all the extra pushing and shoving that just doesn't happen in women's footy. I just kind of feel like... After after I've been watching women's footy for ages, I kind of just kind of feel like it's just not, it's just not a necessary part of the game. Yeah, I, I was reading something today. I think it was Dermot Brereton was talking about Bailey Smith, the AFLM player for Bulldogs, and how he's come out and talked about his mental health struggles, but he's been a bit of a bully on the field and stepping over people after kicking goals and pushing around people around you know, when they're 100 points ahead on the weekend. And he sort of said, you know, what's that about? Like, what what are you doing, mate? Like, you look like an idiot because you're the first person, you know, you're someone who's preaching, let's think about mental health, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about it. And then that behaviour is just completely at, at odds with what you're trying to talk about. So I think it is. It's like they've been taught to do it yeah, their whole lives and it's just acting. <laughs> It's like, it's like watching, yeah, it's like watching theatre rather than sport. Yeah. Well, the other one that really got me, uh, I, I don't know who posted it on Twitter, but Andy Ma retweeted it. Um, and it was a Hawthorne defender uh, punching supposedly a ball that Tom Hawkins was going up for, but it was really just a thump to the back of his head. And we're talking about all of the rules in place at the moment about concussion and, you know, Spud's game, which brought to light many, many issues that footballers and all athletes really face with um, concussion and mental health. And then there's that image being plastered across social media. I think, it, yeah, you're right, Al. I think if it's not needed, so why is it happening? Mm. And, you know, you see rip jumpers coming out of a scuffle and all that kind of jazz and you're like what are you what are you <laughs> it's yeah. mu- it's macho it's testosterone gone wild that's what it is realistically and yes you're right it's theater and it's conditioned slash biological inflammatory behavior 
is it something like does the does the crowd does one feed the other you know that i guess that's my that's my thought oh absolutely i love a bit of biffo i i love a bit of biffo but that's not punching people that's not stepping over people it's just a bit of push and shove because we're taught that as well we're taught to do the work early and maybe that's what you don't see in AFLW because the camera work's not as good. <laughs> I don't know. So in answer to your question, why is everyone so angry? <laughs> Religion. <laughs> <laughs> because they're watching AFLM and not watching a much more enjoyable game of AFLW. I'd be angry too. I get really angry actually, just saying. I get really angry watching AFLM too, but I'm generally at my home on the couch so no one sees it. <laughs> but I also don't abuse people, so. No. Yeah. And you wouldn't try and climb the fence to punch on with <laughs> an umpire. Give me six beers and maybe I would, but. <laughs> I mean, you are a Collingwood supporter, so. Feral. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, our favourite is back. Scooby Snacks. <laughs> What's your fave snack to eat while watching AFLW? Hot chippies. Hot, hot chippies. Hot chips. Hot chippies. At the footy, though. At the footy. Yeah. What it about at home? Or maybe um, Mission Corn Chips, Nacho Cheese. Oh, That's very specific. That is very specific. Because <laughs> I buy them on the weekend when I watch mm. the footy. <laughs> What's mine? Uh, mine's definitely... Whatever I can find in Scooby Snacks' shelf in the fridge. <laughs> Usually, it's the beer. Snacks. Yeah, I have been known to make popcorn. Yum. Butter? Yes. Salt? Yes. Good. Yes. <laughs> I just don't understand these people who make sweet popcorn. Oh, no. Get- I do love caramel popcorn, but not yeah. as a footy snack. No. No, uh, I... Yeah, I'm not a not a sweet no. popcorn fan. Me neither. Me in the bin. Thank you. Would you rather? Okay. Wait. Guys. Hetero underscore upsetero has <laughs> sent in a would you rather. <laughs> would you rather kick it behind for the other team? Oh, we didn't talk about that. She's doing my would you rather, little shit. <laughs> oh, no. Would you rather kick it behind for the other team or be kicked in the behind by the other team? <laughs> I think I'd rather be kicked in the behind. I mean, honestly, that was the funniest thing that's happened in AFLW. It was so confusing. <laughs> it was it was such a great goal. <laughs> <laughs> Did she kick it through the big sticks? Yes. I didn't see it. Yeah, she probably wondered why she had such a clear run to goal. <laughs> what court was it? I'm going to go back and watch. I think it was like the second. It was the thing was it was a momentum changer. That was the big thing. Like she kicked it and then suddenly it just Who kicked swung. it? Who was it? It was Tani Brown. Was it really? But you know, she then put them in front that at the end of the so game. So funny. she she got one back for them, but yeah. Oh my god. I think yeah, maybe I think I I would rather be kicked in the behind by the other team. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Caddy? I'm not answering this one. <laughs> Have you have you got a would no, you rather? Don't worry about my would you rather because no. better upset her is just No, but I want I want to hear your take on the would you rather, Caddy. I have a would you rather. Yep. Hit us. But it doesn't matter now. Because it's not funny anymore. Oh no. You... Come on. Don't be like that. 
would you rather kick a point for the other team and then lose that game by one point or have the tip of your finger cut off? <laughs> Yuck! How, how is the finger cut off? And which like, one is, is it? it? Like, is it, is it an accident? Do I see it coming? Yeah. Or, or I have to, like, consciously... No, someone just nips off the end. Oh, take my finger. Yeah, yeah me think, too. I think yeah, so. take <laughs> my finger. <laughs> me too, 100%. <laughs> take my finger. <laughs> you can have it. Get the W. Especially in a bloody final. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll take the W. In a cutthroat final, absolutely take, yeah. take my finger. Yo, take my finger. Well, we have two very exciting prelim finals coming up on the weekend over in Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. The Crows take on the D's and then following that up at the Gabba, the Lions take on Collingwood. So, Katie, you've already indicated that you think it's going to be Adelaide and Brisbane. I don't want it to be. You're just realistic. Uh, I just think, you know what, I think Collingwood can beat Brisbane. I think Melbourne can beat Adelaide. Yeah, I think they can beat them. I just feel... Okay, so we're talking about the Crows in Brisbane who, I mean, Crows, they know how to win a grand final. That cannot be discounted. They've won a grand final at Adelaide Oval and they've got Aaron Phillips. <laughs> like, that is a, a lot to overcome. And then there's Brisbane who Alison forever <laughs> underestimates. underestimates, who have yet again... Ended up on the top, you know, right near the top of the table with a pretty all-over consistent team at home in Queensland. I think, yeah. But here's the thing. Melbourne beat Adelaide. Yep. A month ago. At Casey. At Casey. But yes, it means that they have played them recently and they know how they play. Yep. Ground, yes. Disadvantage to Melbourne. But I think, here's another thing, the week off for Brisbane and Adelaide. Will it have helped them or hindered them in terms of having momentum? I think the Ds are, like we said, are on red hot, red hot, fiery Ds. So, honestly, I think Melbourne versus Adelaide will be really tight and I don't know who to pick. You've got to pick someone. <laughs> Melbourne. Melbourne? Yeah. So you're going Melbourne, Collingwood? I'm going Melbourne, Brisbane. Melbourne, Brisbane. You are going? I'm going Collingwood Crows. Collingwood Crows. I've been backing <gasps> in the Collingwood Crows granny the whole time. I can't Point stop now. This is exciting. Alison, what are you doing? Well, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a listener sent in a question asking who would play Brisbane in the grand final, and I said Melbourne. So I'm going to stick with Brisbane and Melbourne. I think Brisbane, Kathy Zvark will play on Bree Davy again mm. and keep her quiet again. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sticking with my prediction. So is that three different? No, Hebrew and I are the same. All right, yeah. fun. Mm. It's you versus me. Mm. We'll see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's in it? Why has no one Jeez. picked the other possible combination? Oh, because you guys don't back the crows. Yeah, fair. 
No, I just back the demons. Demons, yeah. And I also think that I don't want to underestimate Brisbane again. <laughs> yeah. And Collingwood will have to travel. Collingwood haven't done much travelling this year, so I don't know how they'll go with it. So I'm thinking Brisbane will win and I hope that the D's win. So that's me. I mean, I'm definitely hoping for it. Mm. Melbourne grand final, obviously, but... Oh, yep. my God, imagine! I'm sticking to my Crows Pies prediction. Yeah. Yeah, I think Brisbane, Melbourne, it'll be at the Gabba. Are we going to Brisbane for the day? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I still haven't left the state since COVID hit, so maybe them. this is the time. Fly up Friday, come back Saturday night. Okay, let's wrap this puppy up. Um, last week... We said that this week we're going to uh, <laughs> dissect all of the teams that didn't make the finals. We're not going to do that, obviously, <laughs> because, look, it's a short week this week after Easter and we're all a mess. <laughs> so, <Correct. we're laughs> so we will do, uh, do that in the lead up to the grand final. But thank you both for joining me tonight. It's great to be back in person. Lovely. After a little hiccup last week. Yeah, thanks about Zoom. that. Oh, look, and thank you again for this is Wednesday night that we're recording this two days later than usual um, as I <laughs> have literally not had a voice for a few days. So I'm really dragging the team down. So I appreciate no, the flexibility. No, it just means Al's got less time for editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 might be Thursday night, might be Friday. Who knows? <laughs> Keep you guessing. Yeah. Uh, but... We will see you next week. Happy prelim final weekend. Go footy. Yay, we love footy.